Babies and business. Two babies, two businesses, all within a couple of years. We got to sit down for episode number 49 of the podcast with Nathan Donnell. He is the chef, the creator of the food, the man behind Elska's Restaurant. Along with his beautiful wife, Freya, they've gone on this adventure with a couple of beautiful children. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Chef Notepad because it is awesome. If you're in the kitchen and the boss comes up and goes, right, food costs are out, what are the costs of these dishes? You need to be able to just whip out your computer and tell them what's going on so that everyone can be uh, happy, happy and making money. An essential tool, as essential as a knife. So check that out, Chef Notepad. Also, if you're a customer of Suncoast Fresh, check out the ordering app. It makes life easy. You can order anywhere, anytime. It's got the newsletters on there, update pricing. You can create your own pantry list. So you just have to go in there and add the numbers of whatever it is that you normally get and press send and voila. And if you're a boss, you can check out what the team have ordered and make sure that that's all hokey-dory. Okay, so let's get into this with Nathan. Okay, we are. Nathan Donal from Elska's restaurant in, where are we? What suburbs is this? New Farm. New Farm. Of course we're in New Farm. New Farm Deli, down the road, institution. Tell me about, tell me, you tell me. I I always uh, tell people the, uh, you know, ask the questions incorrectly. So I've been learning and uh, I want you to tell me where we are and what we're doing here. Well, we're at um, Elska Restaurant. We've relocated from Wilson. Obviously, you would remember Wilson and have some good and bad memories there from um, back in the day with Freyers and the um, reopening into Elska. And we kind of wanted to change things up a little bit and I guess go a bit deeper and a bit more depth with, you know, the space and the thought of the Elska and I guess the story behind that and how it, you know, translates Australia into the Nordic and Scandinavian kind of vibe. So we relocated and we've kind of given it this new, I guess, uplifting feel, trying to incorporate that kind of hygge, which is the, you know, Scandinavian word for that comfort feeling. And that's what we try to bring here is, I guess, a comfortable, relaxed atmosphere, but also a little bit warm and, you know, professional compared to the other location anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, let's backtrack a little bit how how you got to opening, you know, you're in this amazing restaurant now and and, and, uh, you're, and you're kicking lots of goals which um we'll talk more about as well later but let's backtrack so you know i met you uh when you opened up freya's uh which is your beautiful wife's name and uh, some of the inspiration behind uh, that beautiful uh what we call that uh, cafe um in wilston which just kicked goals won lots of awards amazing stuff but let's go back even further <laughs> to you know mr donnell as a baby no 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 let's go that far. <laughs> when did you get into when did you get into cooking um my grandmother was kind of you know typical stay-at-home grandmother um but she was always in the kitchen just cooking away cooking away and grandfather was also a, a pastry chef so it kind of runs in the family a little bit um which is kind of i guess i've always been involved in the kitchen as well so having you know a grandmother making amazing you know warm meals for everyone that was always bringing everyone to the table which is really nice we had some really nice memories around that and then mum grew up being a stay-at-home mum supporting for the family so it was kind of really nice as well that she also you know took me through all the steps of cooking and she made some amazing food and she was able to sneak so many vegetables into her cooking it was unbelievable um but I guess it all sort of rubbed off on me and I always 
found myself in the kitchen no matter what I do, you know, days off or studying at university. I'd, you know, any time I could, I'd be in the kitchen doing something or cooking something or researching. And it has always had that passion from a from an early age, which has been something I think family has kind of rubbed off on me in regards to that. Beautiful. So then you ended up working um, Stokehouse or what was before Stokehouse? Um, I worked just down the powerhouse at Bar Alto. I was... Oh, so um, you're Brisbane. Brisbane boy, yeah, yeah. Pretty much through and through in terms of... Yeah, went to, went to university studying a Bachelor of Business because I had no idea what I wanted to do out of school and all this pressure was put on me, like, figure it out, figure it out. And I was like, oh, I'll go study a, a degree and that'll, that'll fix me. Mm. And um, while I was studying, I needed, obviously, money to pay for everything. So I took an easy... What I thought would be an easy job at night time being... Um, a kitchen hand started out washing dishes and the chef needed some help cooking something or preparing something and I jumped in and he said all right no nah, I need you in the kitchen mate you're a bit too good for you're a bit too good for dishes so let's let's get you in and start helping with some things and I guess from that day I remember it as fond as anything I was like yeah no nah, I don't want to do I don't want to do business I don't want to do any of that in terms of the, the you know the um white collared world I sort of wanted to just get my hands dirty and be a chef and yeah from there on, everything is history. So, little stint at Stokehouse. That was when Mr. Mm. Oosby was there. Yes, the wonderful Richard. Um, yeah, I think I did about a two-year stint there. Yeah. Um, short and sweet. It was. Where did you meet? Where did you meet your beautiful wife? Actually, we just met at the gym while I was at Stokehouse. Ah. After work, she sort of would just go to the gym for an hour, and there was this. That would explain why yeah. you're so fit. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, after work, I'd sort of go to gym late at night and um, she was a pastry chef at the time. So she would go before her shift started and coincidentally we'd have an hour there. It would literally just me and her and I was sort of like rubbing my eyes like, oh, what's this beautiful blonde lady doing at the gym at 11.30 or 12 at night? Like, this is dangerous. And then, but I was sort of conscious of that. So I was trying to avoid her at all costs because I was like, I don't want to seem desperate. I don't want to talk to this pretty blonde girl. So I sort of avoid her. And then one day she came up to me with a little Danish accent and was like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, oh gosh. Oh, yeah. hello. And yeah. she's got long blonde flowing hair. She's yeah. gorgeous. And- gorgeous girl. And I was sort of. Oh, yep, hello. And, you know, we started talking from there and, yeah, things got, things progressed and, you know, got in a relationship, got married, opened a restaurant, had kids and... Just Wait, don't wreck the podcast. We're oh, sorry, that out slower. sorry, sorry. Come on. Sorry. So, so, so really, like, you opened Frey's at, at uh, the beautiful cafe in Wilston and it yep. was down the road from my house and um, babies in business, you know, like, that's what you mm. guys became and that's a little <laughs> bit of a, you know, uh, is, but... but you know, it's funny because you were able to, you know, I believe looking in from the outside that you're balancing it quite well and, and, you, and, and, and much like cooking with your grandmother, whether it just sort of became a part of the, the thing. And I think that's what also made that place so warm and, and fuzzy. But I believe that you were just yearning for more there. Yeah. And phrase. Let's, let's talk about that and talk yeah. about the dishes that you were cooking and the a complex amount of touches there were to these amazing breakfasts, which I'm still crying about. Uh, can't get. <laughs> well, I guess it was sort of, you know, you work at Stokehouse and with someone like Richard and, you know, the information that that man has kind of transcends into you a little bit and inspired me anyway. And um, I guess the other side of it was, though, 
it was kind of, I wanted to do more and I guess have the freedom to do my own thing a little bit and learn more. I'm kind of the learning the hard way was my kind of way of doing things, open your own place. So I thought uh, it was either go down to Melbourne and do, do a little stint there, whether one of the restaurants down there yeah. or I just sort of, well, let's just open our own thing and try and learn what we can from that um, while we're young and while we have no responsibilities. That was our initial yeah. plan. And yeah. we thought, no, nah, I don't want to go down to Melbourne. So let's just open up a little cafe and see. See, That's what Freya wanted to do as well. She wanted to open up a little pastry shop. So we sort of combined the two and said, we'll just do a cafe, um, see how it goes. If it goes good, great. If it goes bad, well, that's all right as well. So anyway, open that up and... Um, I guess that whole fine dining and passion came into it all and I couldn't just do, you know, an eggs Benny sort of thing. I really wanted to get a bit of depth behind a breakfast dish, which was a really um, a really fine line to balance because, you know, food costing and everything along these lines, like no one wants to pay anything more than $20, $25 for breakfast food. But on the flip side, I don't want to use these cheap, nasty products. Mm. So balancing that became a bit of a constraint um but nonetheless we sort of endured through and it really pushed me creatively to think of a way to cost effectively make you know delicious interesting food but at the same time use really beautiful produce my perspective on the situation was kind of what would i want if i went out to a cafe well i don't want to get an ordinary eggs benny or i don't want to get this i can make that at home making something that a customer can't just do at home yeah it was kind of the philosophy of, I guess, scratch your own itch, you know, what would I want to do? Oh, okay. I want that. So I'll just do that then. Mm. And then it turned out a lot of people really enjoyed that and it just progressed from there. So I think that's a bit of a philosophy I've held is kind of, so to speak, scratching your own itch in terms of what do you like to do? Follow that because that's kind of how you're going to give the most attention and love and passion into whatever it is you do. And you sort of had everyone covered with the dishes. You had the ladies covered, the men with the uh, brisket croissant and the mac and cheesy type thing. Yeah, that that bloke. We've all got that mate. Yeah, uh, that's me in my in my family. Um, but you know, and so you, and the beautiful. Tell me a couple of things that were on that menu. I don't want to focus on it too much, but just to bring. The, I remember the crab with the the chili crab with your the, favorite the, bagel, the chili crab bagel. The bagel yeah. yeah, that had like a, a squid ink or a black garlic or something. Um, we did a. Ooh, must have been a squid ink aioli, maybe a squid ink black garlic. I remember yeah. it being black and it yeah. was kind <laughs> of, I oh, love it. It's a world away and I know you've had a lot of stuff come through, so don't have to focus on it. But uh, it, it is. Uh, it was definitely one of the, and I, every, I was there every Saturday because uh, once again I did live around the corner and um, uh, you guys made me feel welcome, Jesse and everyone. Um, but, yeah, there was just a line-up and it was always crazy busy and, yeah. um, you know, you guys were doing a great job. And then... You go and close it. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. So you've had a baby now. You had Noah. Yep. And um, so you've got Noah. Um, you know, I, I, then you go, okay, you ring me one day and you tell me what you're going to do. And I'm, I'm a little shocked. You were not happy. Purely because of my best breakfast. <laughs> you were not happy, man. <laughs> and I'm just going, why would you go and wreck my best spot? Yeah. That's my <laughs> happy spot. I recall the conversation. <laughs> just a little bit like, uh... <laughs> yeah, so I was being very selfish. <laughs> but I also knew that the amount of touch points on your dishes and everything that you were doing, that you were destined to do what you are doing. So you flipped the place. Um, you had a successful business. You were winning awards. The whole community loved it. And you went and flipped it. I wasn't the only one who was upset for the record. Yeah, there was a lot of right. upset people. But, uh, and, but 
you know. Which is kind of great. Yeah, right? it's, it's, yeah. So, so you stop something. And this is a, it's a cool thing to be able to do. Turn something off that was working, yep. you know, uh, that everyone loved, and go with your passion. That takes courage. That is a, that's, a, that's a leap of faith, you might say. Yep. And that's beautiful. The backing that you must have had with each other to do that, like you and Freya, yeah. such a solid couple, and I you yep. know, admire you both for you know, that. And you've got a baby and you're about to flip into completely the opposite. You've been working early mornings. Now you're going to now be going, on the nights, now you're going to nights. Some people call it courage. Some people call it crazy. Or <laughs> I, I think there's some probably more um, descriptive words out there that I'll save. But, but, but you, you, you had to do this and yep. I'm, I'm proud of you for doing it. And so you jumped in and you were in that same location. Tell me about the first few little bits of that and the challenges and re- were there regrets. Or, you know, tell us about that. Never regrets. I think, you know, once a decision's made, you can't backtrack from that. You need to just kind of, you know, we, we, we did have a bit of a plan and we said, looked at it and we said, this is going really great. Yes, we have a kid. Yes, we have, I guess, built this beautiful little uh, cafe spot that's very successful. But I think there was this itch that, like I was saying, needed to get scratched. It was just, there's that box where, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really break free from that bacon and eggs. Mm. You can't break free from, you know, using an ingredient that's too out there or trialing some methods that are too out there. Cause you know, we dabbled in a few little interesting things I'll call it. And you just get that weird feedback where people are like, hang on, this is breakfast. Yeah. And it was kind of always a bit of a constraint that sort of held me back from doing things that I wanted to try. And it was, I guess one of the reasons why I said, well, I can't keep doing this for the next however long, you know, um, it might have been a little bit of a selfish decision, I suppose, to change it from the cafe into the restaurant, but I just felt I was getting into a place of discontent. I wasn't kind of happy constantly doing it and I just needed to change it up. So you had a baby. How are you yep. balancing this sort of thing? You've got babies at home. Yeah. Because I just want to say, because there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't have done what you've done. Yeah. You know, a successful business would have ground it and just, you know, and done it. So... You know, that's why I say it was an amazing leap of faith. So, you, so you're balancing babies and, and Freya, <laughs> and you're gonna, you know. So you two as a couple are making this decision to rip down the word Freya, yep. which is your, also your wife's name, off the buildings oh, and put up another sign, Elska, yep. and, and, and back yourself. So how, how, how did you do this? Um, I guess it was, it was a similar leap of faith to opening Freya's. I mean, we'd never opened it. Prior to phrase, never opened anything before, and it was kind of that decision of, well, let's just put our heart and soul into this place, see what we can do. We did phrase, and we said, well, I'm more passionate about the fine dining industry, or you know, creating, like you know, creating that food, or mm-hmm. you know, evoking memories or tastes and pushing boundaries, whatever you want to call it. And I was more passionate about that than phrase, so I said, well, I can apply this passion to a restaurant. Mm. Surely I can make it somewhat you know, mm. viable decision or viable business move. So the lease was slowly coming towards an end and we either renew or we kind of move shop, whatever it might happen to be. And it was just, well, we've got a year left. Let's just, let's just swap it up. Mm. Let's just swap it up, put all my passion into it, put all my hard work into it. Like, obviously there's that kind of niggling pressure of having a newborn family or a newborn baby, sorry, the family to provide for. So it was a bit of a push in terms of like this needs to work yeah but it also pushed me that little bit harder to say you know stay up that extra hour or two and come to work that extra hour or two because this needs to work and with a baby with a baby yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly it was kind of yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that became the hard part was balancing the the work 
and you know, I guess the needing, this needed to work. If yeah. it didn't work, I was in serious trouble. Yeah. I can't just backtrack to phrase and say, whoops, didn't work. Cause I mean, <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. really work like that. Yeah. Um, so it needed to work. And I guess it was that tricky stage of like, I wanted to give more and more time to Elska. Yeah. But then I've got a baby and a wife at home that also need me. And uh, you know, I didn't want my son growing up. And not Freya was working dad. there as well. Freya was working yeah, yeah, there yeah, as she well. Does, so, she yeah. does, Loads of behind the scenes There's, stuff, oh, and and so, so you know, yeah. like she's obviously just as much, you know. Oh, honestly, and, uh, if just not, as much, if not more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's took the words right out of my mouth, and yeah. yeah, but you're, you're, you know, let's say you're the talent for this. So this is your passion, but you yeah. Know, and she was supportive and made everything yeah. work. She made it work because exactly. I know that as well. I, I'm, yeah. I've got business partners. Exactly. And if right. I don't have them, I can't do you this. You can't do this exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, so then, okay, let's, let's, I'm just going to move this forward a bit. You're going yep. and, and you're cracking and you're booked out for ages and you're getting good reviews and everyone's loving it and all the breakfast people are coming back and they're trying it because we all love you yeah. and, <laughs> we're, and we're all having a great time. And we also notice that the venue isn't quite what it, what it yep. should be for what you're trying to do. Yep. And then you are pregnant with number two. Yep. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> so now we have another one on the way, and just to cop another slap in the face, let's drop COVID in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've opened up this restaurant, you've yep. taken a risk, you're pregnant with number two, yep. and you have then COVID. Yep. You flip like a lot of people were resilient, was working a million hours. Yep. You tell me what happened through COVID just quickly, because uh, I want to move on and talk about what we're doing now. Of course. Um, yep. Like you summarised it pretty well. We had. Lovely Noah, we had Eli on the way, wife's, you know, find out maybe three months into pregnancy, two or three months into pregnancy that shut your business because COVID's coming through and it's going to clean you up and you're going, we've just opened a restaurant and like, if that's not hard enough, I guess you, that initial hype of swapping something or changing it up and people are interested, that's, you, once that goes, you can't really get that back. Mm. So that was a having COVID sweep through just in our peak of opening, knocking us flat, um, that was that was a big struggle because it was kind of the wind out of our sails. And, you know, we just swapped from Freya's, an established, you know, cafe, lots of fan base, uh, lots of reach as well. So we could have flipped that into something a bit more, I guess, help us get through COVID. But we've gone to Elska dealing with COVID and it's kind of like, oh God, what have I done? Um, so that was a extremely stressful time. But, you know, what do you do? No point crying over it. We just had to move forward and say, well, how do we get through this? It's not going to last forever. And if it does, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, I take- think that nearly sums up, mm. you know, the ability to take a risk because yep. at worst case, you have each other. Yep. And we're in the wonderful country of Australia. Exactly. And, you know, you, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. But so many people still don't take any type of leaf, even though they know the basics of it is, well, you're probably going to be fine. Sometimes when you're so stressed, COVID would have stressed you out, the baby yep. would have stressed you out. Sometimes you're not, you're not logically thinking. Yeah. The fact that you can logically go, we're going to work this out. Oh, exactly. It's good. It's amazing. I think that's, yeah, you just need to have perspective on a situation and take that step or two steps back and look at it and say, yeah, it's going to suck, but I mean, it'll move forward it'll pass or it was, how do you resolve it if you cry you're wasting time yeah. fixing the problem yeah you're just wasting time so it's like yeah. okay that's gonna suck how do we fix it though okay well is that parenting advice right there as well <laughs> oh, pff, maybe <laughs> 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 
I still figure no, that one out. It is, it is a little bit true because it's yeah. about living in the now and that, oh, well, it's happened. Well, it's I happened. That. And, yeah. and that's a lot of cultures are actually like that. Yeah. Who was I like talking to the other day? Someone might come to me in a minute, but it was a culture where, where the cyclones come through and yep. then they just get up the next day. Yep, cyclone, no one cries or if I could, says they've lost something. Yep. They just get up and start fixing the Fix community. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that sort of resilience is amazing. So, mm. so we... You know, and the other thing about being hard because everyone was in COVID, so you know, it's even it is, collectively yeah. community. Yep. So we're all in the same boat. So um, good and bad. Now I want to. Um, so you reopened after COVID, and you got going again, and then you're moving out of my bloody village. <laughs> oh, just trying to <laughs> trying to you know let another cafe slot in to, to make you. So you're down here. here. Um, um, what was the restaurant that was here prior? I can't remember. I did come to a few. Um, restaurants, I can't remember. I think it started as the Fat Pheasant or the Pheasant. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. One of those swapped over to um, Allium. Allium. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, because we were living down the street and we noticed yeah. the um, location. We were sort of yeah. like, oh, that's a cool little. Almost like that hole in the like little neighborhood hole in the But I think I think what you've done with it is, in my opinion, I think maybe you should tell me what you've done with it would be better. You tell me what you've done with it because and then I'm gonna tell you what I think of it because compared to the other places, it's off the chart. But you you tell me how you created this amazing space. I guess once again it's kind of that scratch your own itch philosophy. And it's something that I would wanna that I would want to sit in yeah. for me. And it's kind of enclosing it into this nice, warm little space where you can sort of escape everything, but at the same time feel warm and cozy. It's not some overly eclectic, you know, fine dining white tablecloth. Mm. It's kind of casual, but I feel it's got that nice bit of warmth to it. Yeah. Earthy, exactly that. Yeah, using the nice woods, embracing, I guess, the Danish culture of the woods, the white simplicity. But I guess, you know, we use all natural Australian timbers as well. So evoking that kind of Australian philosophy in there as well. Yeah, tell, yeah go on more about that because obviously um, Freya is, you know, Danish. Danish yeah, so yeah. Um, I can make a good Danish. But yeah, tell, <laughs> tell us, a, yeah, tell us, I, I feel it. Like we've got the deer horns on the, on the table yep. and you do come in here and it's classy as. Yep. And, you know, everyone would have been saying to you, and I think that everyone was, um, well, why do you do more people here? Like, you really specialise in doing, how many people is it? If a night? Tw- 12, 12, oh, 24, two yeah. sittings of 12. Though. Yeah, and you booked out for months, so it must be yeah. amazing. But um, now, um, yeah, everyone was going bang. And I think when we first walked in, there's a there's a wall down the middle of the restaurant. Yeah. But that just takes you away from the outside a little bit and gives yeah. you that entry where you can come in and feel really nice yep. when you come in that you're not interrupting someone who may be overstaying or whatever and there's a yeah. place for you to be and yep. you know it's it's a really what you've done with this set place and what others haven't been able to do is just change subtle things yeah and it's just and it's so different yeah. and then that mood the lighting um you know the, the kitchen's still Even beautiful and open <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So anyway, we we won't reveal it to everyone, but it, it's a, it's a it's a really pleasant space that yep. you don't feel like you're like you said the, the white tablecloths and you, you don't feel like you're going to one of those places. So it's yep. quite a modern. I guess it's the small details as well that I guess you you want to walk through and experience the whole thing. Uh, for me personally, and and you know if you do that as treat yourself as a customer and walk through it and you kind of realize, oh, well, I don't like this or I want to change this or what would I do? And then you kind of do that, all those steps before you actually design the place. And then you've got a list of things that 
well, this is what the customer probably wants. Mm. And, you know, it's like putting the wall down the middle to separate the two sections or, you know, having different sections to sit because we don't want to rush someone out of here. I mean, you know, customers pay good money. We want them to be relaxed. And it's a bit of a contradiction if we're trying to give this feeling of warmth and comfort. And then we're saying, all right, get out of here. You're done. (laughs) So it's kind of like, you know, I'm not saying everyone sit down for four hours, but I'm just sort of take your time, finish up. You know, the thing is, some of those things can be too long. Like it's actually nothing worse than going to one of those things that lasts so long hours and hours yeah you know, i mean you're sitting down for a long time a long time yeah exactly. so that is actually a nice amount of time and i know that yep. you're really good at, at, at getting getting it through at a pleasant pace yeah. you know so you've got time to enjoy it and you move yep. it that's so actually you know the right amount of time it's, yep. it's actually really good um tell me about some of the dishes on the menu that you've got right now that what's what's your what's your favorite thing oh, now gosh um we're using the burrowong duck that's I think a, a particular favorite, um, dry aging that one in house and serving it with some seasonal kind of um, veg. Um, that's a favorite of the customers as well. So we're trying to play around with that. Really sourcing, I guess, local as much as possible, like in terms of going to a farm and looking at the ducks or looking at the pigs and sort yeah. of. And oh, killing wow. them. Oh. They got ducks the Danish way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is beautiful because, you know, we've spoken about this before yep. and you're going there to, to make sure that they have a, a happy life. So yep. all animals that we eat have, in, I like to think, have had one bad day. Hopefully right. not even. Well, yeah. they, well, they the, wouldn't the have known it was a bad day. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't yeah. know it was a bad day. They just sneak up on the Danish way. They sneak up on the Oh, what's this play? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. um, but, oh, that's exactly it. I think it's about, you know, eating smarter. Yeah. As, as I guess a philosophy I would like to describe as what I'm trying to do here as well. It's sort of, you know, you, you use the whole ingredients. That's that's something I'm starting to think should be obvious now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and the yeah, nose to tail silly. philosophy to tail of philosophy. vegetables and vegetables, meat. We've spoken meat, about several fish, times, yeah. Everything you use, yeah. you know, especially from a chef's perspective, when you look at food costs, it's like, well, use the whole thing. Use as much of it. Well, don't just throw it out because you're saving... 10 minutes by not cleaning this properly or doing whatever, like spend the extra time. Yeah. Cause you're going to reap the rewards later and you start to have to think with a different mentality that makes you more creative as well. Um, so I'm, I, I just sort of believe that that should just be obvious now to yeah, use it, the whole project. It, it became a bit of a thing, didn't it? And, um, you know, and more and more yep. people saw the benefits of it. Exactly. And, and, and many, you know, we spoke to Cameron Matthews um, yep. and he was, you know, talking about, you know, one of the things that, you know, he said, and it's been said in another podcast where just the outside of a celery act mm. where he juiced it and then put it into a tray and then sort of cooked it slowly, it became like a chicken skin almost yeah. with seasoning. And, yep. You know, you guys are like the kings of being able to turn something delicious, even more delicious and yep. something fairly plain, you know, amazing. So people are going to have to come and try that. So when um, when Nathan is, um, you know, he's uh, got a little bit of time that the kids are taken care of, What's uh What's the burger place you go to, mate? Where, where, where do you? Oh, another one in Freya uh, up there. I caught you over there one morning before service. Or one. Any morning. burger. Any. Um, <laughs> I just, that's the problem. Any any decent burger, and I'm there. Um, Fritz and Burger is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they, I must admit that's, that's, that's Matt something. Matt and that, Sarah, yeah. they do an amazing job there. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a. Yeah, they they do amazing stuff. And between the burgers and the wings, yeah, oh, you, I can't. Oh, I've got a problem. I've got a serious yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
It's it is, they just do so really well. What other? That, that's your that's your cheat meal. That's that, your that'll home. be my cheat meal. Yeah, yeah. going to the burgers and the wings. And yeah. generally, that's oh, now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so you're talking about your amazing team that you have here before, yes. and, and how much you appreciate their commitment to yep. you know the dream, and they've become a part of that. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Tell tell us about that because um, you know I think people need to hear. And I, um. You know, we've got um, Loz, Paulie, James and, and Judd and, you know, working the front and back. And I think it's um, it's detrimental to have a strong team behind an operation like this. I mean, you know, sitting 12 people is a bold, you know, a bold move. Like you said before, a lot of people would say, why not go bigger in this? But I guess quality is our, our focus here and giving that experience. And, you know, with trying new things as well, it's kind of you've got to have a lot of trust in your staff. And I want them to grow just as much as I'd like to grow or the business to grow. I want to see them develop and turn into really amazing chefs and be able to try things as well. I mean, it's not just my show here. They need to be able to develop and grow as well. Otherwise, they're going to want to go somewhere else, which yeah. is fine as well. But it's also kind of I want I want to see them flourish into something amazing. And, and, and they always inspire me to do some really great things. So um, the, the team here is just absolutely terrific and fundamental. So you're still going to the gym and you're looking after yourself. What other, um, you know, like, this balancing the babies and stuff, I, I want to just talk about that a bit. Yep. Now, how is that working for you guys now you have two and you're here? Is there a secret? No. No, there is no <laughs> secret. There is nothing. I cannot sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, I think it's just, once again, that perspective, taking the step back and and... I guess having a bit of time to think what is it you love doing and finding your passion because that's going to give you the balance you know um from an earlier age I, I didn't know what i wanted to do so there was a lot of discontentment throughout me and i would go to the gym and drink and all these things to try and find a sense of purpose or sense of belonging and um i think you spent i spent so much time doing these little activities and i slowly burnt out burnt out but um opening the restaurant and, and following that dream and that passion sort of refuels me. It's obviously a very taxing job as well though. So it's kind of deplenishes some of the other as- aspects of my life. And then having the family life balance is kind of refuels those, those little points. I love that you said that because yep. balancing babies and business for, for, yep. for what we've spoken about and, and what you've just said, just reiterates the fact that you can be refueled by your beautiful family. Uh, yes. And um, I think that sometimes families are seen as a big, you know, uh, a distraction almost. But, you know, when you can when you can honestly do that and give up something potentially, yep. then, you know, then that's an amazing achievement. And I think yep. that can be the secret. So have you had to give up anything? Yeah, I've... Um, or wanted to give up anything might be the Well, I've, I've uh, definitely loved the, 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 the beers and the wine. Yeah. for a long time now and <laughs> but it comes with a part it of comes with I mean, part you, of the job of, yeah. but i think as well it's kind of gone too far in it. and it's sending the wrong message to a lot of young chefs and i think we speak about a lot of you know use your produce nicely and all these kind of things but at the end of the day it needs to go back on your you as an individual and how can you better yourself in terms of being a better chef being a better human all these things because that's going to show in your food that's going to show on how you are as a human, all these kind of assets. So aspects. So I think um, I, I've given up 
the drink. I mean, I haven't done it for anything more than I want to spend more time with the family. I want to be a better chef and, and grow as an individual. And I think, you know, being a part of the industry, this whole alcohol philosophy or, you know, substance abuse has been a bit of a, a backward step for a lot of people. And that was something I, I didn't want to just give into that and let it kind of progress any further. It was something I said, well, yes, it's hard to stop. And it's very easy just to go out after work and get shit faced and wake up at, you know, five o'clock and roll back into work and keep repeating the cycle. Mm. And it's, you know, it is a vicious cycle, but it was kind of break the cycle, spend that time with the family and or find a way that you can get a similar feeling or relaxation, whatever it happens to be without going down that pathway. So do you believe that that's a real, real factor to your success here? Because, you know, you've got a you're young guy, you've got a couple of kids and you've got a successful game and not many people can hit all three. Your health's good, you've got a beautiful wife and family and you've got a big, brilliant business. So that, that's actually kicking all three of the things that people say that you can do, <laughs> right? And, 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 and you're really, really young. So, you know, and I think give it up you now things can... Yeah. No, like, honestly, man, it is a, a credit to you. How old are you? you don't 27. Yeah, 27. Wow. Yeah. Spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who, um, you know, through your career, have you just had a lot of respect for and, and, and looked up to? Oh, geez. It's a very big list. And um, there's a lot of Australian chefs, I would say, that as opposed to the international chefs, there's a lot of Australian chefs that I think are doing really amazing work and have really inspired me, you know, the, the Ben Devies, the fleets and everything um, have definitely, I guess, pushed me in a direction of of wanting to grow. And uh, and that leads down that whole alcohol path. It's kind of a focus of, well, if I want to improve my game and, you know, be one of these big names or, or inspire others, how am I going to do that? And what am I going to do with the message as well? So, you know, I look at a lot of those chefs and I sort of, it makes me want to push that little bit harder. So mm. definitely credit to those guys. And um, yeah, they've definitely pushed me to be better chefs, whether they know it or not, but it's yeah. kind of looking up, looking at yeah. them and saying, yeah. I really respect that chef. And yeah, you know, he's doing amazing work. The family life balance that a lot of yeah. them have as well. I mean, they've got kids, successful restaurants. I wonder restaurants. if they even know that they're actually that, preaching that that balance of the they family. Wouldn't, I reckon right? they, they wouldn't have a clue, but. Yeah, yeah. Because they, just, they, I mean, obviously you see their kids and stuff in the, in yeah. the, in the socials and stuff. Um, environmentally, you know, like something I always like to touch on. You said about using the whole product with the food. Yep. Anything else that you're doing that we could potentially share and, and learn with? I mean, I, I feel like we, we already touched on how you, you need to have balance um, with your, your own body and, and your mind, mm. uh, which is something that also um, Cameron Matthews is very passionate about. Uh, but, yeah, any, any other little tricks we can learn from you? Um. I, tricks wise, I wouldn't say so. I mean, any wastage we're putting in compost. Similiere's got a little garden that we're starting to get ready for the restaurant. So I mean, that's it's a bit of a slow burn, but mm. that's slowly coming up. Um, I know that with us, you're avoiding plastic in your in your packaging and as much as you can. And yes. uh, how are you covering stuff? What's your what's your alternative to glad wrap? Um, we do a lot of like dry aging or we'll prepare something, you know, we order in like almost once a week and we'll just get it all ready for service. Mm. And that way it's kind of ready. You don't have to wrap and unwrap and vacuum this and using all this plastic. So I guess it's kind of the other thing about a restaurant like this is you kind of got a bit of time or perspective or that ability to look at your bookings, look at your dietary requirements, 
look at all these aspects and say, well, I can get this ready in a way that I don't need to use this type of wrapping or I don't need to use, you know, these kind of um, unsustainable practices. I don't have to prepare for 200 guests that might order the celeriac or they might order the fish. Yeah. I've got a set menu, so I know what I'm going to serve them. Yeah. I know how many people I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's another thing I think is um, having that ability to foresee how the week will go stops the wastage. So, so that sort of happens naturally. Is there anything that you actually, you know, like in this, so you sort of just answered this, but that you went, because of the environment, I'm going to not do this anymore. Is there anything like that? Um, definitely down the seafood pathways. I mean, um, work with Good Fish and Sasha there who does amazing work and, you know, opened my eyes to just how unsustainable some of the practices of the oceans are right now. And it's kind of, it's disgusting that a lot of even the, the fish companies are allowing some of the practices to occur. But I mean, that's another story, but yeah, it's a definitely big- an eye opening, like how damaging some of the practices are. And, you know, I think a lot of the consumers out there need to be more mindful of these kind of things. Um, you know, you wouldn't be using vegetables or that that use unethical practices. So why would we do that to the oceans? Well, the, I mean, you, you probably can say there is a little bit in every industry and, yeah, and no one's got the, the final fix yeah. yet. Um, you know, like we looked at what the Yost and the Matt and Joe are doing down there, amazing for the future. Yeah. And, you know, like you know, we all need to understand that we shouldn't beat ourselves up exactly right no, now. But what, what's happening is with, you know, the sea spiracy and all these things that are on, things that we're, we're being, um, you know, consuming mm. um, is making us more aware. And it's sort of almost step one. You know, yeah, exactly. That how awareness can, is how we can How we can learn and, and change for the next generation. It's yeah. going to be scarce generation. Or, well, you're that's why I look younger than me, yeah. actually. So, yeah, it's probably your generation. Exactly. So, yeah, you're, at, you, yeah. you guys are the leading of this. Yeah. And then your, you know... Um, babies or whoever comes through next is is probably going to finish this off. And as businesses, I think we all need to be aware of it and Awareness. understand that we haven't got it right. Yep. And just if we can just make a few changes, if you look at the big companies like Nike and Apple and all those are trying to be completely carbon free and there's amazing yep. burger joints and stuff that open up in Holland that are, mm. are, are green positive instead of uh, carbon, ne- neutral. carbon neutral yep. uh, and actually put more... Um, it's better anyway. So they, they do it. <laughs> better for the environment. <laughs> they're, they're putting yeah. back more than they take. Is oh, what of I'm, course. What I'm getting at. So that that's, so that sort of feeds down into Australia yeah. after we stop taxing the carts. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, mate, we could do it for hours. You've got a, a cracking business here, um, and um, I'm proud to know you. And I'm really looking forward to the next part of the the journey. Yes. Um, of where you guys take this, and I hope you're here for a, for a, a long time. And um, I know you you. I know that you'll probably just do something amazing uh, again because you're a bit of a risk taker. But um, I certainly hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm enjoying watching you. Um, you know, fine tune the menu with your beautiful team, mm. and uh, it's a real pleasure. And I know it does change up every now and then. So I'm um, looking forward to getting back and seeing what's new. Love to have you, mate. Thank you for being a part of our little podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to to talk to you today. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.